Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Jim Edwards here for episode 24 of the MMA Gym podcast and I'm joining you all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's UFC 222 fight week and I'm going to be here in America covering that this week. I was hoping to see Frankie Edgar versus Max Holloway for the UFC featherweight title. Unfortunately, as we all know, that that fight isn't happening anymore. Max Holloway pulling out of the bout injured. Um, In its place, we have Chris Cyborg defending her UFC women's featherweight title against newcomer Kunitskaya. And in the co-main event, Frankie Edgar will, of course, remain on the card. He'll take on Brian Ortega. It's um, it's shaping up to be, I guess, a, a solid fight card by no means. Uh, is it going to be something special or something I would normally deem worth traveling to to the US for? But unfortunately, it booked the travel before, so I'm here, and let's not complain about that. Um, there's also some really other good things going down in the coming weeks, and also this weekend in the MMA world, especially in Europe. If you're a uh, London-based uh, UK MMA fan, you're certainly in for a treat in the next few weeks. We had Polaris uh, last week, uh, then coming up... Um, I guess in a few weeks' time, it's going to be Bama 34. The week after that, we have UFC London, and then I believe two. And then I believe the week after UFC London, we have uh, Cage Warriors 92 Super Saturday. It's um, you know, as I said, like there's, it's not I guess the best time for MMA right now, especially on the worldwide scene. But we're really in Europe, starting to hit the ground running, and there's no better promotion doing that at the moment than KSW, and it's the latest KSW fight card this Saturday. KSW 42 goes down in Wuch, Poland, and the main event will be Mamed Khalidov going up in weight to fight the uh, KSW light heavyweight champion Thomas Narkun. Uh, I believe the co-main event at this point, it's not been 100% confirmed, but it's going to be Scott Askham versus uh, Michael Matella. That's, um, that's, that's a great fight. Matella, obviously, a former KSW middleweight champion and Scott Askham making his KSW debut. It's, um, it's a big fight for Scott. And on this podcast today, you're going to be hearing an interview uh, I did with him uh, this past weekend just before he flew out to Poland. He's uh, very much looking forward to this one and uh, he sees this as uh, you know, a real milestone in his career. If he can beat Matella, it's very likely he'll go on and fight the uh, legend Mamik Kalidov. So I hope you enjoy that uh, interview a little later on with Scott. Um, but after that, I'm also going to be uh, including an interview I did with a guy who will be fighting on the upcoming uh, Cage Warriors 92 Super Saturday fight card. It's the Welshman Jack Shaw. Now, uh, I did this interview with Jack a few weeks ago now, and it's just, um, you know, time planning. And uh, I guess the craziness of the MMA world hasn't uh, let me get it out beforehand. But it's um, it's, a, it's a really good one. Jack, if you don't know, he's 7-0 uh, and zero, uh, in his pro career. Uh, but prior to that, he had, you know, he had a very, very successful uh, amateur career. Went on to win the uh, European title at the International Mixed Martial Arts 
amateur competition and he, he's um he's already getting himself a massive following especially in wales uh you know how they like to support their own but jack's a very diligent guy and uh, i had a great conversation with him he'll be taking on vaughn lee at that super saturday fight card um so anyway enough of me blabbing on it's um it's actually uh half three in the morning here uh, unfortunately i don't always do well with the uh, jet lag um, going west so as always i'm up here at the crack of dawn but um that means i can uh, get some good work out for you guys so hopefully me putting this uh, podcast together well ahead of saturday before scott's fight means a lot of you will be able to listen to it um hope you enjoy this one as i said scott Askham taking on uh, michelle matala and here's what scott had to say about the fight uh, this past sunday Jim Edwards here, joined on the line by Scott Askham. He takes on Michael Matella next Saturday. Um, Scott, we're just, what, days away from the fight now. How's kind of the camp gone? I guess you're kind of winding now, down now as we approach next Saturday. Yeah, camp's gone really good. Um, I can't really say anything wrong with camp at all. It's gone amazing. Um, I, I actually want men to fly straight to Poland. Um so I, I was originally going from from ATT straight to Poland, um, but my flight transferred in London. So uh, I decided to come home for a couple of days, get some good energy back home, uh, do a bit of media and stuff back home, and then I head out to Poland on Tuesday now. So uh, I'll be meeting my coach out there, Daz Morris, and uh, we, we get there around the same time, but uh, different flights. Um, yeah, so everything's gone smooth so far. Yeah, it was the turn of the year when um, you, you, you got announced that you'd uh, signed for KSW. Um, what's it been like so far, I guess, in terms of the relationship with them? And uh, I guess, have you been enjoying working with them? Yeah, yeah, KSW have been spot on so, so far. Every meeting I've had with them, they've been great help. Um, the, I've been looking into some of the promotion. I've, I've never actually been to a, a KSW event, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that because... Uh, the promotion side of it is is really good. The, the production, everything I hear about them is all, all good. So um, I'm happy to be signed to KSW. They've also got the big names like Matilda and Kalidov. So I'm I'm lucky to uh, I'm lucky and happy to make sure with them guys. For sure. And is it has it been confirmed yet that you guys are going to be the co-main event of this card? That like you said there, there's so many big names on this one. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if it's been 100 percent confirmed, but as far as as far as I can tell from the internet, it's a co-main event. Yeah. I mean, like when we when we talked um, after you just signed for them, you were talking up Matella as the guy that you would like to face in your first fight. You, you got you got exactly that. What what do you kind of know about him, and what do you think he's going to kind of bring to the table next Saturday? Yeah, he's he's got he's won his last three by TKO. He's, he's going to be carrying that confidence. Um, he's also former KSW champion. Do you know what I mean? So obviously, I, I know I know win off him puts me straight in there, straight in there with that title picture. And obviously, that's why I was calling him out back then, and that's why I wanted this fight. Um, I, I just feel like I never lived up to my potential in UFC, and uh, where where I know I know where I can be and, and, and know how good I am. But I just feel like I never lived up to that potential in UFC. Obviously, since leaving UFC, I fought Lou Barnett, mm. which was big a big name. And I, I just feel like I, I'm finally starting to show what, what potential I've got. I'm an American top team. I'm, I'm, I'm working my ass off while I'm there. Uh, I'm 
the the quality of training that I'm getting is also building my confidence as well. Like uh, the quality of training partner that I'm with and and how I'm dealing with that is it's mm. my confidence through the roof. Uh, I'm feeling in a really good place now, and it's, it's time to make a statement with, with my tailor and uh, show show where I'm at. Let's talk about that training ATT. I know there's there's actually been a lot of uh, Polish fighters go over there recently. I know Marcin Held is there, um, the likes of Joanna and Jacek, and also the uh, KSW lightweight champion Matthias Gamrot has also been over there recently. Like, have you come across those guys? Um, have you been talking yeah, to them yeah. about KSW um, at all? Mateusz, we're, we're in Dorms. There's um, Salim as well. I'm not sure on Salim's last name. Another UFC fighter out there. Uh, Marcin Held in Dorms. Uh, obviously, Joanna. Um, there's Premislav as well. Um, yep. I forget his second name. He's he lives down south and he lives in England now. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 they've all been out there. Uh, Christoph lives out there too. Christoph Yorko. He's, he's a former opponent. Uh, but obviously, now, now now he's a training partner. We, we, we get on good, good friends. And yeah, so it's, it's all good, good vibes there. Uh, not nobody really says anything about Matilda or anything. I, yeah. I, I can tell when I when I when when I would talk about the fight and that you can tell me he's, he's a respected guy in Poland and I know that he's a, he's a big name in Poland, he's a superstar and, he, and from talking to other fighters about it, you, you, you can you can tell he's got that respect. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like when I was in the, the, the only one I really trained with is Christoph because they're all, they're all lighter weights than me. And that's in the wrestling and graphics, obviously, Christoph Southbar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say, when I was over in Dublin and Matola fought, like, the, the the kind of Polish people there were supporting him, you know, incredibly, given it wasn't their country. Um, you kind of expecting quite a hostile atmosphere next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would imagine this... Um... A lot like Sweden when I when I made my uh, UFC debut there. I, I fought the hometown guy... Uh, the, the crowd's gonna get behind the hometown guy, but I'm I'm not, I'm not bothered for that. I've experienced it all before. I've been I've been there before. Uh, I'm I'm just focused on getting that win. Like like I said, um, I didn't I didn't live up to potential UFC. Um, I know where I believe I'm at, and it's time to show it. It's time to show it. It's, t- it's time to show where I'm at and put on a show against the terror. You were saying earlier you don't feel that you kind of lived up to the expectations of, that you had for yourself in the UFC. Like when you kind of reflect on that now, can, can you pinpoint what, what exactly it was and why why you didn't kind of achieve those levels? Yeah, I feel like um, I never really went in with a, a solid game plan. Obviously, I've always been a striker going into strike, but um, also I. W- I worked on the grappling a lot more as well. So I, I saw neglected. I, I used. Um, Josh Koscheck is an example when when mm. he when he started to work on other things and forgot about his wrestling and he got wrestled and were really annoyed about it. Uh, I, I just feel like that that's how I really saw the path I went down. I was focusing that much on other things. I, I wasn't focused on what I was good at. Um, obviously, I've been focusing on the old game, but my main, main focus has been back on my striking, and uh, I, I feel like my striking is on another level now. And I, I'll get in there with anybody in the world with, with my striking. And I, I, I know he's got punching power, but. I, I'll outwork him and I'll 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 be lucky to put him away 100%. When you kind of reflect on the the Barnett performance as well, it was you know a clinical performance. You beat him all ends up in pretty much every single round. Like, does that give you a lot of confidence heading into this fight on Saturday? Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, like you said, uh, Luke Barnett has even put a glove on me. Um, I'm surprised that the ACB 81. Uh, 
promo video actually <laughs> of, of mine in his fight. I was quite shocked at that first year, but that, that's that's their choice for what they will use that promotion. Yeah. Uh, also, um, the, the the split decision. I've said this on the, every interview. Here. Yeah. How, how that went down as a, a split decision is absolutely beyond me. Uh, apparently, it was one of one of his somebody who was cornered him before him passed who, who got. Who, who scored it for him? I had four judges for twenty-seven to me, and then one judge 29-28. So everybody actually looks at that on paper. It looks like a close fight, but like like you said, you were there, you seen it, and it wasn't a close fight at all. And I guess, um, as I was saying, I guess that's got to give you a load of confidence heading into Saturday because that was yeah, that was one of the performances of your career. Yeah, yeah, and just another thing to remember as well. Like I still haven't lost a round outside the UFC. Uh, that's a, that's the only place I've lost around the UFC. You know what I mean, so mm. I'll be looking to keep I'll be looking to keep that record in contact in contact as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm full of confidence. Honestly, like, I'm not I'm not just saying it. I know people fight saying stuff. I'm full of confidence. Camp's going great. Everything's on point. It's just a matter of making weight now and going out there and putting a show on. Yeah, sure. And like knowing you a bit, I know you're you are a guy that likes to feel comfortable in your surroundings. You know, you like to know, I guess, like the the kind of routine of what's going to happen during fight week. Have you kind of planned for this already? Do you, do you are you aware of what's going to be happening when and what you're going to be asked yeah, to do? Well, that was, that, that, we've already met uh, a minor already. Uh, I was meant to be there for uh, for Monday for for media day, which I didn't know about. Uh, nobody let me know know that was the media day was going to be on Monday. So I booked, I, I booked the flight to go out to Poland on Tuesday and already arranged to come home and see my family. And then after, not my thought, I should have let KSW know I was doing that, but um, I didn't think it was a problem. And then obviously they, they had the media day. But yeah, everything's cool. We've we'll sorted that out now. I can, I can do media when I get there. Uh, I'm sure fight will be hyped enough and I'll, I'll make sure I sell it as much as I can when I get there. So when you kind of, um, I'm guessing you've, probably looked at a lot of Matilda's kind of old fights and stuff like how, how do you see this one kind of playing out and where, where would you where would you like the fight to go I would imagine you'd like to keep it on the feet yeah of course yeah every, that, that, that's no secret everybody knows my game plan I'm going out in there to keep it on feet um, Matilda's had a, a success on his feet so it might it might, it might um, try to keep it standing but I don't think he will I think he, I think he'll be looking to wrestle maybe rough it up against Kay get that takedown uh, but yeah I'm prepared for that like I say, it's no secret. I'm 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 going in there looking for the same performance against Luke Barnett, and and, and but to get the finish this time, I'm I'm looking to keep keep it standing, pick my shots, outwork him. That's it. Uh, there's plenty of rumours going around about KSW having uh, a show here in London as well, but also just multiple more shows across the year. Like, how many fights are you kind of looking to uh, get get involved in this year? I can imagine it would be a few yeah, more. I, I'd like three fights this year. Like, I would have liked three fights last year. Obviously, Christmas ended up getting it away and I ended up fighting until March. But yeah, um, for whatever reasons, last couple of years, I've only had two fights. And I just feel like I haven't been busy enough. I, I, I want to have three fights. Uh, I'm 30 this year as well now, do you know what I mean? So um, I feel like I've, I've got pretty much all my tools. Obviously, I'm still learning. I'm getting game. Uh, I, I'm, my game's getting better, but... I've got pretty much all my tools, and it's just about sharpening tools, keeping them sharp. And I want to stay busy and get them fighting. For sure. And have you been, uh, you know, dusting off the Polish phrase book yet? Have you learnt any Polish? <laughs> no, not, not really. No. 
Um, I, I know odd odd word, but not nothing nothing really to talk about. Well, you're gonna have to work on that, Scott. It's gonna it's gonna be a big thing once you're a star in Poland. You're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to brush up yeah, on your Polish point, skills. Yeah, good point. I, I still got to speak English, Jim. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> I've, I've got a good Yorkshire accent, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. No. No doubt they'll they'll fall in love with that quite quickly. So when when you kind of um like think the best case scenario, I guess for next Saturday. What, what does that kind of look about? What, what do you kind of dream about at night? I'd imagine it's a very quick knockout. Yeah, obviously, yeah. If I, if I go in there, put, put on a show and, and put him away early, that'd be perfect. Um, not take much damage, fight again around May time, and then, um, yeah, obviously, carry off stay injury free as well, and then fight, fight, fight for that title. That, that's ideally how I want it to go. Might uh, end the 2018 latest big KSW champion. And just one last one on Mamed. Like, is that a fight? You, of course, you you've got to be eyeing that one up, right? He's the champion, and he's such a legend in the sport. Is that kind of a dream fight for you going forward? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. When I signed when I signed KSW, they were the two names that I that I had on my list. Obviously, I'm fighting Matilda now, so as soon as we get through Matilda, that's that's the next guy on my list. Great stuff, Scott. I, I'd imagine you're going to be bringing um, a fair old support over to Wutch as well. So uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they always come over. I'm not sure on numbers this time. Uh, close Christmas and things, but they'll always be over and they'll always make sure that they're heard as well. Yeah, I think the Polish are in for a surprise. Um, I don't, don't know if they've ever come across <laughs> the Askim Army before, but I'm sure that's they'll be it. in full voice. Right then, Scott, um, I'll, I'll let you go now. Thanks for your time on a Sunday evening. I'm looking forward to your fight on Saturday and no doubt we'll uh, speak afterwards. Nice one, Jim. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers, mate. So there we have it. There was my interview with Scott him ahead of his fight with Matala this Saturday, KSW 42. Uh, I think it's going to be an intriguing fight there. Two fighters that could easily find themselves fighting for the KSW middleweight title uh, should they pick up a win on Saturday. So there's a lot on the line. I believe for the minute now it is in the co-main event slot and I wouldn't be surprised if it stays there. Um, Scott Askham, of course, coming off the back of that win to uh, Luke Barnett at the end of last year in ACB. That was really the the best version I think we've seen of Scott Askham over a very, very long time. And if he can take that form into Saturday, um, I think Matella could be in a spot of bother here. Um as Scott said kind of in the interview, the reason he's been kind of losing fights, especially in his UFC days, were guys that did have superior game plans to him. And believe me, like Matella will come with the right game plan to take uh, Scott out. So let's see if Scott this time can adapt to that and let's see if he can actually impose what where he kind of wants the fight to go and not have to react to what Mattel is doing I think um wouldn't like to predict the fight but um it should be a barn burner that's for sure and um, I mean if you've never come, come across the KSW product before I'd highly suggest that this weekend you check it out um KSW put on a show like no one else does in mixed martial arts and I'm a massive advocate of theirs if I wasn't here in Las Vegas this weekend um I would 100% be at, at that show the main event between Khalidov and Narkoon is um, an incredibly good one. I think uh, you know it's very interesting to see Khalidov moving up in weight. In his last fight, he fought the uh, KSW, well, the former KSW welterweight champion Boris Mankowski, and they fought at a weight that was between welter and middle. And um, you know, Khalidov kind of struggled in that fight. He didn't look totally convincing, if I'm honest with you. 
Um, and he hasn't for a little while now. Now, is moving up in weight to fight Nokun, the KSW light heavyweight champion, a good idea? Um, well, it doesn't doesn't sound like a good idea, but we're talking about Khalidov here. Um, you know, this is a guy that, as I said, kind of hasn't looked that convincing recently. But then you can think back to his performance against Luke Barnett, where he starched him um, inside 30 seconds. So he's very capable. He's one of the best fighters outside of the UFC. That's not that's not even something we need to debate. It's a fight card. You know, as I said, really highly recommend uh, you check out this Saturday and that Askan versus Matella fight should be worth your money alone. So let's segue now into my interview with Jack Shaw. I did this interview actually a few weeks ago and just with timings and all sorts and just running off to events all over the country, it's been a bit difficult getting this one out, but it's one I really like. I think uh, it's going to be the first of many interviews I can see myself having with Jack Shaw. He's a huge talent. He's from Wales. He's 7-0, and zero, unbeaten as a professional, and he's going to be fighting Vaughan Lee at Cage, uh, Cage Warriors 92 Super Saturday on the 24th of March. That, that fight card is out. Absolutely stacked. We've got three title fights and just some other big names um, that, uh, you know, lots of people in the UK MMA scene will kind of recognise. And uh, Jack Shaw's certainly one that you'll be wanting to keep an eye on that night. I think he's going to be a lad that's going to be making a lot of noise in the near future. And this fight with Vaughan Lee could be, be a real springboard for him into the Cage Warriors title mix. So here you go. Here's um, my chat with Jack and uh, I'll see you on the other side. So Jim Edwards here joined online by Jack Shaw ahead of his big fight at Cage Warriors 92 on the 24th of March. He takes on Vaughan Lee. Uh, Jack, um, it's the first time I'm actually talking to you today. So um, uh, how are you doing, man? And how well is this uh, preparation going for this fight on the 24th? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Uh, training's going great. Um, obviously, I'm dropping down the weight before my day at some point. The weight's coming off nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been in camp now probably four weeks. I've been out been, um Josh Reed and Chris Edwards prepared because they're fighting a little bit earlier than I am. So I've had a nice long camp and I'm, I'm starting to feel fight fit now. And also I still have two months before showtime. So I think come fight night, you're going to see the uh, the best version of me that um, anyone's seen so far. Yeah, so I mean, let's talk to uh, let's talk about that kind of weight management um, thing from from the get go. Um, I, I know you started your amateur career as a lightweight, and you then moved down to featherweight, and now you're fighting at bantamweight. So, what what kind of led to that uh, slow progression down the weights? Because normally people do it the other way around. Yeah, um, when I was an amateur, I was a little chubby kid, so you know, I was still quite young. I, I was fighting. Um, I was fighting lightweight, but you know I, I was never walking around any heavier than, than, than one five six, one five seven. And then obviously with the day before weighing at pro, I, I just naturally dropped down. But I think you know if you look at me frame wise, I, I, I'm a very small uh, featherweight for my last fight. I think I cut three pounds to make uh, one four five. So um, obviously I just think that the uh, the next logical step was to go down. Obviously as I progress and get up in the ranks, we're gonna be fighting you know bigger guys and. Um, I think I'll have a, you know, I'll have a nice cut in the bantamweight, and you know it'll be a tough cut. But um, you know, people, you know, fighting at the top level, they cut that a little bit extra weight. But I, I think I'll make it quite comfortably, and um, obviously, I, I might go back up the feather in the future for a fight here and there. But I think bantamweight is where I'm going to stay. So, what are some of the changes I guess you've made in your diet and uh, I guess your training to get that extra ten pounds off for fight night? Uh, it's just more more of a scientific approach, you know. Um, Looking at heart rate and different different fat burning zones to help, to help shed the weight. I've also um, 
also signed up with a new uh, nutritionist who's um, who's helping me bring my weight down. You know, I, I've worked with nutritionists before, but obviously because I didn't have to cut a lot of weight, it was it was quite relaxed and quite genial with this. You know, everything's to the gram, and um, I think that uh, that's gonna you know put me in the right direction. And, and I'm just looking at the minute the weight's coming off nice, and um, we're definitely on target. Great stuff. And who is it you're kind of training for, uh, or sorry, training with for this fight? And where's your main camp based out of? Uh, my main camp is Kaliri Combat in uh, in Blaina. Um, I, I, my main sparring partners at the minute, I'm doing a lot of work with uh, Josh Reed and uh, Chris Edwards, who uh, were fighting March the 3rd on Cage Warriors. And uh, we, we got a lot of good, we got a very strong amateur team as well. Um, people like Sean Scrivens, uh, Jordan Peake, Jack, uh, Grant Elliott all work in the yard, and um, oh, Jason Jenkins as well, he's fighting on uh, on Cage Warriors. So, you know, I, I got good strength and depth. Um, you know, I do my boxing with uh, Gary Lockett as well, who's one of the top boxing coaches in the UK, so he has a big input on my on my stand-up. So, you know, I got a good team behind me, and, um, you know, things are starting to come into place nicely now. Yeah, they, yeah, they sure are. I mean, you're coming off the back of a very highly successful amateur career as well. You, you're a guy that's gone through the IMAF European uh, Championships, which is um, something I've uh, come to watch over the last few uh, last few years. And um, you know, how, how much did that kind of benefit you before your professional career? Because there's a lot of domestic fighters from the UK and from Ireland that haven't actually gone through that process before. But you seem to have a bit of a advantage having gone through that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any any amateur who's serious, you know, about making a name for himself, should definitely do the eye maths. You know, four fights in in however many days. I think it's three days or four days. is is very mentally tough as well as physically tough. And and the the thing I you know I really like and rate about the eye math is you don't get to choose who you're fighting. You know, there's a lot of people, especially amateur, pad their record. You know, get a nice record to try and switch over to pro. Whereas when you fight uh, in the IMAF, obviously the tournament format, you don't get a say who you're fighting. Logically, the, the best people, you know, the best arms in the world enter these tournaments. And then it's just the draw, you know, you you fight whoever they put in front of you. And, you know, logically, you, the two best guys are going to end up in the final. And so you really get to test yourself and see where you're at. And, you know, by doing that, you know, I, I probably could have gone pro before I'd done the Euros, but mm. I wanted to do it. And then, obviously, when I won it, you know, I... I I proved to myself as well as other people that, you know, I was ready to move on and, and, and take on the pro ranks because, you know, I, I fought the best amateurs that I could and, you know, come out successful. Yeah, I mean, um, just looking at your record, it's uh, you're unbeaten as an amateur and a pro. So tell me, when, when was the last time you lost something or, or you didn't achieve something or you failed at something and you, you kind of had to come back? Because I guess that's um, it's, it's a bit of a watch out because we don't know what, what will happen to you or how you will react when it, when you do eventually lose because everyone does. But um, tell me, wh- when was the last time you didn't achieve something you wanted to do? Um, last, I, I, I've had actually had quite a few um, amateur boxing fights as well. And, um, right. I actually lost my last my last amateur boxing fight. I fought out in Sweden against a Swedish guy, and I lost a close decision there. And you know, every loss is tough. Whether it's uh, you know a BJJ comp, a, a boxing match, and I imagine you know an MMA loss is exactly the same. But I lost that. Um, I actually had a year and a half away from MMA box, just purely boxing. So when I lost that, I, uh, I was devastated, and um, it just naturally progressed back to MMA. And uh, you know, I haven't lost since, but. Like you said, you know, in this game, anything can happen. The the, the reality is, anyone can lose on any given day. It only takes one start or, or one little slip up. So, but I've I've lost, you know, in boxing. I've lost in in jiu-jitsu tournaments in the past, you know. So 
I, I know what, the feel, what it feels like to lose, so when people see the undefeated record, you know, it's not like I've never lost, I've never tasted defeat, I know what it feels like, and that, that's what keeps me motivated, you know, to try and keep that win streak going. Yeah, great stuff. And you're going to be looking to, I guess, increase that win streak on the 24th when you fight Vaughn Lee. Vaughn Lee's a, you know, he's a massive veteran of the sport, fought in the UFC, he's fought so many big names when you look up and down his record. Like, how, how did this fight come together? Was it one that you one that you went to Cage Warriors and asked for, or was it a fight they put on the table? Um, I didn't actually ask for the fight, but, um, you know, they, they they came to me and said, you know, first fight of Pantherweight, do you want to fight Vaughn Lee? And, I'd be stupid not to, you know, he's had more fights in the UFC than, than I've had pro fights. Um, actually, the, I have the first ever UFC event I watched like, like he fought on the card, so it's, uh, you know, it's a big deal for me to be fighting a, a, a veteran and a real, you know, really high, highly talented guy in Vaughan. And um, I'm, I'm glad they come to me with a fight, you know, I think it'll be a fun fight, and I think I'll start the class well, and I think everyone's going to enjoy it. I mean, uh, standard question, really. Like, how do you see this one kind of playing out then on, on the 24th? Like, you were just saying there, you think the stars match up quite well, but how, how do you see this one kind of playing out? Um, you know, Vaughan's he's got a really awkward style on, on the feet um, and on the ground. I mean, he's really fast in transitions and, um, you know, on the feet, he's got that awkward sort of, you know, kicking very fast in and out style. But I, I, I see me, you know, I got, I got a good box and I'm good in my range and honestly... I'm very good on the ground. I can just see me, you know, it's going to be a tough fight, and I, and I have no doubt about that, but I just see me weighing him down and, you know, eventually grinding him out. And I, I can see me getting the finish late on, you know, second or third round. And, um, you you know, this is going to be a first fight of bantamweight. You said you may move back up to featherweight. What what, what have you kind of got your eyes on at the moment? What gold, what gold are you looking for? Is it the featherweight or the bantamweight? The bantamweight title, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if I win this fight, I, I think Cage Warriors have said that they'll, they'll likely come next and like to fight um, for the title later on in the year. So, you know, that, like I said, this, this is where, by the way, is where I plan to stay for most of my career. You know, if a fight, a good fight presents itself, maybe at Fenner in a couple of years, then that's something I'll look at. But, I, you know, I've got my head set on Bantamweight, and you know, I'm fully focused on, on beating Vaughan on the 24th, and then, if, you know, if I get a victory there, I'm, you know, I don't feel I can't fight for the title then. So, I mean, I've got to ask you, what, what are your thoughts on the champion, Nathaniel? He fought your training partner, uh, Josh, not, not so long ago in his last fight. Um, what do you make of him? I mean, he's all over the BBC being big stuff as the, the big prospect, but um, I'm interested for your thoughts on Nathaniel. Yeah, you know, i got nothing personal against Nathaniel. He's, he's also a very, very good fighter. You know, he's, he's been fighting, at, especially, you know, UK and European level. He's been fighting the top guys for a long time. And, um, you know, he deserves to be the champion. He had a good win over Josh, and, you know, it was, it was a crazy fight that could have gone either way. And, you know, he's very skillful. So, you know, it'd be a great test for me, maybe towards the end of the year, to fight him if, if he doesn't move on. But at the minute, you know, I'm, I'm fully focused on uh, on Volley and getting the victory there. And then, you know, I'll uh, I'll focus my sights in on the fan, you know, should that fight come next, you know, after this one's out of the way. For sure, and what, what do you kind of make of the support you have? Because uh, my timeline, I don't, I'm sure yours is even more filled with it, but my timeline, there's a lot of people telling me about Jack Shaw from Wales, and you seem to have a, a very loyal fan base uh, with someone that I guess uh, you know is just coming up through the ranks in Cage Warriors. Yeah, you know, I'm getting a bit of a reputation now, found you know a bit of a Welsh army following me about. You do. Thousand, there's about <laughs> six, sixty Welsh out there watching, so um, you know, I'm always grateful for support and. It's just something they love to do, you know. They love watching the, the boys fight. They, they, you know, they especially turn up when I fight, and I'm and I'm grateful for it. And 
I'm sure London will be no different. I've uh, sold quite a few tickets already, and uh, I know a lot of them are, uh, are planning their trips this week. So, you know, you can expect more of the same come fight night on the 24th. Uh, I'm sure they'll be heard like they always are. Well, yeah, they, they were certainly... Um rampant i guess for the uh <laughs> for the josh fight a while ago it got all a, a bit out of hand but um no i'm, I'm sure it's going to be i'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere and what, what do you kind of make being on that card super saturday cage warriors uh you know flinging a lot of the big kind of names that they have on the have under the banner there it's, it's going to be a wild night yeah it's a massive card and um you know, it's just nice to be you know it's nice to fight out the wales again i i fought i fought my last fight obviously in belgium so you know i'm just it's nice for me to prove again that I don't need to keep fighting in Wales. You know, I'm comfortable fighting anyway. And obviously, Super Saturday is probably the biggest card they put on for, for well since the last Super Saturday. And I know there's going to be a lot of eyes on that card, so I'll uh, I'll be keen to try and steal the show and, uh, and leave an impression uh, for everyone who's watching. And like, how old are you now? Do you want, do you mind me asking? I'm 23 next week. So 23, 22, almost 23. Great stuff, and uh, you know, ha have you decided yet? Is is this kind of the career path you you, you want to be heading down? One hundred percent sure. Yeah, this is this is definitely for me. You know, I've been I've been training full time now, almost two years. So you know, this um this is something I've had my heart set on for a long time, and, and it is something I love doing a lot. You hear a lot of people say, oh, "I love to fight," but a lot of people don't. They just like to say that they do. But this this is something I've, I've done all my life, and I intend to do for the rest of my life as well. And you know, I'm going to take this as far as I can. And what 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 are the kind of the goals that you've set yourself maybe for the end of this year and I, I guess uh, you know throughout throughout the rest of your career as well have you kind of set yourself little objectives and targets to hit? Yeah, you know, you know I always say take one fight at a time, but obviously yeah, I've got I've got goals. You know, I'd like to um, obviously get my hand on the title before before I move on. And obviously, every, every fight that goes to to get fight the UFC, and I think that's something I'm, I'm more than capable of of achieving. And obviously, when I do get there, I don't just want to be that guy who, you know, gets there for two or three fights and that's it. You know, I want to, I want to be in there a long time and, and work my way to the top. And I, I think I'm capable of doing that. I just got to, you know, stay focused and, and stay on the same path I'm going down. And I think things will fall into place. Uh, and as you kind of see yourself going through that journey, do do you think that you might have to, I guess, look abroad for uh, different camps? I know, I know, Brett uh, Johns is, uh, you know, sticking sticking to his guns and staying staying in Wales, and you know, you only have to look at the likes of Conor McGregor who's stuck around in London, uh, sorry, in Dublin. But um, do do you kind of see yourself sticking around, or do you think at one point you're going to have to, you might have to make that move to look elsewhere? Um, no, I, I see myself sticking around. No, I'm, I'm open to. Um doing bit of, bits of training, you know, year and day. I, I trained at Jackson Wink last year for a month and, um, you know, I've done a bit of training with Brett and, you know, I cross-trained in my striking and stuff. But, I, you know, like, I see my, I always fight out of, out of my gym to leave combat. I got, I got a good support base, you know, my coaches, Richard Shaw and Carl Parker, they, you know, they're real, they're real high-level coaches and, and I think it's now this year especially is going to show that, um, they're capable of, of, you know, coaching with some of the best guys in the world. So I see myself staying, like, a good training partners. You know, and, and Wales, we we got a lot of good combat sport athletes in Wales. You know, we got Brett, and, you know, you've only got to look at the boxing, that sort of that sort of thing, you know. My, my boxing coach got a lot of good fighters as well. So, I mean, if, if you look for it hard enough, you can't really have to travel, I don't think, to fight. You should have that faith in your team. And, you know, they've got me to where I am now, and uh, and I think, you know, they'll uh, they'll continue to push me in the right direction as well. 
good stuff and jack just lastly you we were talking earlier about how this card on the 24th it stacked um you know, a lot of title fights a lot of big names on there how are you how are you kind of envisioning in your mind that you're going to make yourself stand out on fight night how are you going to steal all the headlines at the end of the evening I know, I'm just going to come out and, and turn the show for the fans, you know, I'm, I'm never really going to put him fight, so, and I, I can say the same for Wolfie, you know, you watch any of his fights, he, he's always in an exciting back the fourth match, and I think I'll fight on the 24th, and that's similar, and, you know, if I can get the finish on a guy who's had, you know, nearly 30 pro fights, eight in the UFC, then, you know, I think a lot of people will be, uh, be leaving with my name on their tongue, and, um, you know, I've got every tension making that happen. Great stuff, Jack. Thanks for your time, mate. And um, no, no doubt I'll, uh, I'll see you in London on the 24th. So there you go. That was my uh, interview with Jack. As I said before, I think um, this guy's going to be a huge talent going forward. There's um, something going on in Wales at the moment, like so Brett Johns and... Uh, Jack obviously coming through the ranks and obviously you've got Josh Reed as well it's, um, there's, there's a real kind of movement in that area of the country right now and uh, I think Jack could be leading the way in uh, a few years to come he's certainly um, going to fight the highest level already so it's a big night for him on the 24th of March against Vaughan Lee I'm expecting him to come through that challenge uh, whether he'll fight Nathaniel Wood for the uh, Cage Warriors bantamweight title or maybe Nathaniel would have moved on by then and it will be a vacated belt who knows uh, but Jack Shaw certainly uh, name you kind of need to be watching out for in the near future so there we have it there's um, both of the, the interviews I guess we have uh, for this week um, I'm really am trying to kind of get my way back into the podcast world I have to admit it kind of comes down a little low on the priorities when there's so much else to be doing and covering a lot of events over the next few weeks and uh, you know it's just very difficult to balance up video writing every day and then podcasting and by the way I actually have a real like a, a real full-time job as well which I'm trying to balance up with this one so you know life's a grind but hey that's um that's something you've got to live live uh live with i guess if you're operating in this space there's not many people that get paid enough uh to kind of work in the mma space full-time and that's kind of a, a sad reality of the sport at the moment um lots of people asking me whether i'm downbeat on the sport or not at the moment and uh, i mean what can i say it's um it's a lull period. It's a lull period for the US, especially the US market, the UFC, Bellator to an extent, although not so much. Um, the UFC is the kind of driving force of the sport, and it is uh, somewhat in a lull period at the moment. There's not much going on. There's not much to get excited about. Conor McGregor's nowhere. Um, fights are falling through. Max Holloway, uh, and it's just there seems to be too many fight cards too many fights going on all the time i'm sure we you hear um i say this all the time but there is an oversaturation and it's very difficult for people like me and others in the media um to kind of gravitate towards something and cover story properly when um we're having to cover about 20 fight cards a, a month it's um it's hard it's first world problems as um as i'm sure you're thinking as you're listening to me slightly have a moan here but uh, I guess, yeah, no, I have to admit, it is a bit of a long period that we're going through right now. But not so much in Europe, and I think that needs mentioning. As I said at the top of the podcast, I think there's a really kind of special few weeks coming 
for the UK market, especially with uh, we had Polaris a few weeks ago with uh, Cage Warriors coming up on the 24th, UFC London, of course, and then Bama before that. Um, there, there is stuff going on, especially in the UK. And uh, just actually before I jumped on trying to uh, put this podcast together, we had the announcement that Bellator are going to be coming for Bellator 200 on May 25th. Uh, they're going to be hitting the uh, SSE Arena in Wembley. We're going to have Gega Masasi challenging for the um, Bellator middleweight title. And then uh, Michael Venom Page, the hometown boy, taking on uh, Dave Rickles as well, which should be a good fight at the, in the welterweight division. So there is plenty going on, especially here in the UK. So I'm not so much worried about it for the minute. I'm kind of enjoying myself going around to some of these events, meeting new fighters like Jack Shaw. That's um, incredibly fun. I had so much fun at the uh, Cage Warriors event, Cage Warriors 90 uh, in Liverpool this past weekend. I got to meet Paddy Pimlet for the first time and also Molly McCann. Those are two very special talents. And um, when you go to a fight card in Liverpool, and this was my first one, you you know, when you watch it on TV, you can feel the special atmosphere that everyone kind of creates there. But this was different level. This was something very special. Like, as uh, Paddy and Molly say, Scousers rule the world. But, um, you know, the, the feeling and the care that uh, I guess people from Liverpool, or Scousers, if you want to call them that, um, that they have for one another and the, the support that they give to each other it's something very special and um, I think there's uh, there's certainly plenty of cultures I guess around the world um, or even London for that matter that could kind of take a lot of things from that loyalty isn't something there's a lot of going around especially in the MMA game and, but that's, that's something they have in Liverpool and that's something to admire and also just the, the talent levels of those two Paddy Pimlet and Molly McCann not to be denied that they, those two are going to be making big waves perhaps in bigger organisations a bit sooner than we all think so anyway I'm going to call it I'm going to call it a wrap on this it's what I'm just checking the clock now it's 4.24 in the morning here in Las Vegas, which means I still have another few hours before I can go out and find coffee. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, make sure you go and give Scott Askham and uh, Jack Shaw a follow and make sure you check out their fights. Um, well, Scott's is, of course, this weekend and then Jack's will be on March 24th. So hope you enjoy the podcast. No doubt hear from you all very soon. Follow me on social media at MMA underscore gym across all platforms. And I will no doubt See you all. Right, left, the left, right, I seen him start a word. He didn't duck and got stuck with your uppercut. I put my hand up to God, right, the car, right, the car, feel the stress. Throwing blows in the square, circle, so